1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Back to more John Chuckery. He's in the show. Sports Radio 92.9 The
2: Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you. John Chuckery Show. Live in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brownlicker Music Hour. Chuck Groyles gets first request. little blue-eyed soul to get us going here. It is Daryl Hall's birthday today. So uh, we saw them a few years ago in concert. It was me. Who was it? It was me, Oren. Oh, man. Was it Tribble? And I know it was Crooked Pocahontas was with us as well. So it was me, Oren, Tribble, John uh, Freaky? No, one Freaky. I'm trying to remember who the other person was. Me, Oren, um, Matt Holmes, Crooked Pocahontas, and I. maybe it was, I don't remember if it was Rob Tribble or somebody else that we went and saw, um, went and saw Hall of Notes with Tears for Fears opening for him. Great concert, by the way. It was at that, um, uh, I don't even know if they call it that anymore, it, it was the Gwinnett Arena. They Still call it that the Gwinnett Arena over there. I think
3: it might be called something else, yeah.
2: Now. Oh, it's over right over there on Sugarloaf, the Gwinnett Arena, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I think it's called uh, ah, what's it called now? That's gonna bug me, I'll have to look it up, but I it's, it's called something else yeah. now, but I know what you're talking about.
2: But it was the Gwinnett Arena, like yeah. where, where the uh, hockey team plays over there and all that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 the Gwinnett uh, Gladiators, where the gladiators play, that building over there. So, but um. Uh, I love me some Hall of Notes. Love me some uh, Hall of Notes uh, out there. 404 four oh four seven four one zero nine two nine That's the Sodom Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey, the Gas South the Arena now. Gas South Arena. Okay, well, I've had plenty of gas south of me. But anyway, that's uh, a different, different discussion for a different day. Uh, Odyssey, say Catch on the go. Social media, not on the game, at jmh 316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. Don't forget, 1040, we got Rankum coming up tonight. So hit us up with a list, if you will, please. Um, by the way, let me let's clear up a couple things. We hadn't had a chance to do some stuff here. So somebody did an impersonation of you on Dukes and Bell's show today. This was, is not the first time, Chuck. Okay, but I was in studio. I could not hear the impersonation of it. So somebody's impersonating
3: you? Yes, and this is the second time it's happened, and it's the I I don't know if it happened on Monday or not, but it, last time I was in on Thursday, it happened, and I heard it, and Dukes and Bell thought it was me. And I came in. I was like, "No, that wasn't me." And then it happened again today. I'm trying to find out who's impersonating
2: me, Chuck. Okay, so i i would I'm gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get the the tape of that because I got to hear it. Yeah,
3: I, I'll, I'll pull i'll I'll pull it from the uh from from the skimmer, and then uh, we'll we'll try to figure because yeah. I listened to it, but I couldn't tell who it was. I couldn't well, see if I like knew somebody. Or obviously,
2: not. you know, make sure we can find it because you know. Um, hell, things around here just get erased, um, you know, left and right. So, uh, anything that's more than a day or two old will get erased or whatever. But yeah, I got to hear it. I want to. I want to hear the audio of uh, all of that. So, um, we'll talk some Braves baseball coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, we'll, Ten twenty, we'll talk some some Braves. We'll recap what went on. So here's what we got right now. Uh, of course, Braves lost seven to six today. Astros won eight to seven on a walk off home run, a walk off three run homer by Jordan Alvarez, and he hit a moonshot. Robbie Ray, by the way, who is former Cy Young, right? Didn't Robbie Ray win the Cy Young? He comes in and gives up the three-run homer. As a reliever, he comes in, gives up the three-run homer, and the Mariners lose. That's got to be crushing. Uh, Dodgers are already up 2 nothing. Trey Turner hit a home run in, in the first at bat of the game, and then Muncie knocked a guy in. Koufax is at the game, by the way. You're talking about Sandy Koufax. He's at the game tonight because they showed him um, just kind of clapping and all that, and the Yuckies are beating the Guardians right now. They're up four to one. Uh, Garrett Cole is out of the game, so he pitched well—six innings, four hits, a run, and eight strikeouts through 101 pitches. So the Yankees are up four to one. Rizzo hit a moonshot uh, in that game. So, but you know who's not playing, by the way, anymore in the playoffs? Do you know what team is not playing? That would be the MUTS Muts, Muts, Muts. And that, how great was that watching them get one hit shut out the other night? So, again, we'll do this for the final time. But in honor of the MUTS Muts, 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 and how much they stink, Dylan, can we get our song? Can we go ahead and cue that up and get that thing going? There we go. After Mets, the Mets. Step right up and, and F the, the Mets. Bring, bring the kiddies. Bring, bring your wife. wife. They're going to suck for the rest of your life. Because- there we go. I feel better now. I said to get that in because I hate the Mets. I, I, I loathe the Mets. I got a, a buddy of mine, a former employee here, who's going to be at the party coming up on the 22nd. He's going to be here for the party. He's a big Mutz fan. And, and I rag him to, to no end. About all of it. I so, hate the Mets. I do. I, I loathe them. Loathe everything about them. And the Yankees aren't too terribly far behind. Red Sox would be right behind the Mutts. Well, actually, the Red Sox would be ahead of the Mutts. I hate the Red Sox even more. That's a bunch of dirtbags. I don't like anybody. Dave Ortiz, big phony. He's a big phony. See him on these broadcasts. What a phony. What's that? Steroids? Oh, no Obling inglese. Oh, first ballot Hall of Fame? Yeah, no problem. Oh, but he's a steroid user. Oh, okay. Guy who averaged 14 homers a year in a building that they called, ready, the Homer Dome. Was averaging 14 homers a year in, ready, the Homer Dome. And then at 38 years old, is hitting 50 bombs for the Red Sox. Nothing to see here. No habla inglese when asked about steroids and being on the Mitchell Report. Ah, it's no problem. Put him in the first ballot Hall of Fame. Did Roger Maris Jr. come out and say anything about David Ortiz being a first ballot Hall of Famer? Because he sure had a lot to say about everybody else chasing down the records and what is the records and everything else. He sure had a lot to say about all this other nonsense out there. Guess what? Your dad has the seventh highest home run total in a single season. Sorry. And he doesn't even have the American League record anymore. Can we go ahead and officially cancel Roger Maris and everything about it? Who, by the way, you know, he was like a beer distributor after he got out of baseball. He was like, I think if you look it up, I think he was a beer distributor when he got out of baseball. That his post-baseball life, because those guys didn't make a crap ton of money. And he was gone by, oh gosh, I want to say 66 was his last year. He played with the Yankees, and then he went to the Cardinals for a year in, like, 66. And that was his last year in baseball. And, you know, he was beat up, banged up, too. But I think if you look, I think he was a beer distributor in his post-professional playing career. So, anyway, F the Mets, F the Yankees, F the Astros. I'll say it, too. Let's just screw all of them. So, we'll uh, we'll get to some Braves talk coming up here in... um, in just a little bit. While you look that up, can you hit our college football roundup sounder?
0: It's time for the college football roundup, a complete look at all the collegiate football action. Sports Radio 929, the game.
2: Hey Nick Saban is hopeful that his star quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young is going to play this weekend. This is going to be a whale of a game. And I'm going to pre- I'm going to predict this now. Tennessee is going to beat either Alabama or Georgia this year. They're going to beat one of those teams. They're going to get one of them. They probably won't get both. They're, and I don't think they're going to lose both. They're going to get one of those two teams. Statement talking about his quarterback. Hopefully we're going to try to get him ready to play this week. But this is something nobody can predict how quickly he'll get an opportunity to do what he needs to do. Of course, Jalen Milrow started last week. And boy... He looks physically impressive when he's out there running around. Now, he's got to work on his passing was somewhat inaccurate, but, boy, i tell you what, when he's running out there, he looks like a man. Uh, Saban thought Milrow played with a lot of anxiety. Quote, I don't think he allowed himself to let his training sort of guide him and trust and believe in it so he can have success in executing plays. Here's what I'll say. When he just let him just improvise and go do it, he looked incredible. But when you got to run it through the system of the offense, that's where some of the struggles were. So we'll see what happens. I can tell you this. If if Milrow has to play, Tennessee's going to beat him in Knoxville. I'm telling you right now. Because Milrow can run it. He can't throw it as much. Bryce Young plays. They got a shot. Because Tennessee's passing defense is dreadful. Dreadful. But they went out and kicked the ever-living crap out of the LSU fighting Reggie Chapman's the other day on Saturday. They kicked the crap out of them. That game was over before it got started. And Hooker hit a couple of dimes in that game. I loved it, man. I listen, I love seeing a team a program like Tennessee come up and do something. Good for them. Good for good for Tennessee for, for getting up. This weekend, by the way, as Georgia by the way did get back to number one in case you didn't see, they're back at number one in the um in the uh, rankings, uh, in the I should say at least in the um, in the AP poll, they're number one in the rankings. Alabama actually dropped to third. Uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, Michigan, Tennessee, Southern Cal, Oak State, Ole Miss, Penn State is the top ten in the AP. Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Southern Cal, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Penn State in the coaches' poll. So good to see Georgia back up in one of the uh, the polls. But this weekend schedule. I mean, is, it's a beautiful thing. Penn State at Michigan. So, not only do you get two top ten teams, but you get that in the big house at noon on Saturday. Then Auburn goes into Old Miss. Kansas and Oklahoma is a fascinating game. Kansas can win that game. Now, there's conflicting reports about whether or not they're going to be without their quarterback now. Because I tweeted out earlier to my college football brethren – the fact that they that they were going to be without their quarterback, and then Garrett tweeted me back, where I, I guess the Kansas quarterback said, um, "Maybe not so fast." I was trying to find the um, trying to find the the, the quote here. So Jalen Daniels is the Kansas quarterback. Zach Boyer, who's a blue check marked media guy, uh, he's expected to miss the rest of the season with a grade three separation, and Jalen Daniels quote tweeted him and said, sheesh, that's news to me. Now, at least he didn't do the Chad Gable shoosh, which is the dumbest gimmick going in wrestling today. I can't even believe that they would let him do that. But anyway, um, so Jalen Daniels says it's news to him that he's going to miss the season. And Zach Boyer is the blue checkmark. Who do you believe, the quarterback or the blue check mark media people? Because you know how much I love blue checkmark media people.
3: Oh, they're your favorite people oh, in the absolutely. entire world.
2: Absolutely.
3: I would I would side with the quarterback, though.
2: Okay. Yeah, I would, too. I would, too. So, um, he said sheesh, but he didn't say shoosh. But this weekend schedule, um, Kansas and Oklahoma, that's a fascinating game. Iowa State, Texas is a good game. Minnesota, Illinois is an important game in the Big Ten West. That's a good game as well. Uh, Alabama, Tennessee, the 330 game. That's outstanding. Oklahoma State at TCU. This is for control of the Big 12. That's an outstanding game. NC State at Syracuse. Don't look now. Syracuse is undefeated. Devin Leary may not play in that game, and they had to escape with their lives in, against Florida State last weekend in a game where Leary got beat up, banged up. Arkansas's got BYU this weekend at BYU. Now, how weird is that in the middle of conference season that Arkansas has got to go out to BYU. Arkansas better be careful. They may end up losing that game if they're not careful about what they got going on out there. Georgia Southern's got James Madison coming in. Uh, LSU in Florida is this weekend. Uh, Obviously, that game's got some luster off it. Clemson's got to go into Tallahassee. Miss State is going into Kentucky. Stanford comes to Notre Dame. Stanford's awful. Um, Carolina goes to Duke. All of a sudden, that's for control of the ACC Coastal. Then the other big game, Southern Cal, goes into number 20, Utah. That has the makings of a fantastic game as well. So there's a crap ton of really good games that are going to take place this weekend in the uh, across the country, really. And, of course, Georgia's got Vanderbilt, so that won't be a whole lot. And, listen, give Georgia Tech credit. They've got two victories now, back-to-back victories, They get a – they get next Thursday. So a week from this Thursday, they get an absolutely – excuse me, awful – I almost threw up saying Virginia. They are awful, Virginia. I don't know what happened to Brennan Armstrong, but their offense is abysmal. All right, when we come back, we'll open up the phone lines. 404-741-0929. Let's talk about this Braves game Give me your thoughts. If you didn't get in earlier, didn't get in earlier today, jump on the phone lines now for our late listeners. 404-741-0929. Chuck, we're hanging out in the Key Studios. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey.com app.
3: You can't dance and stay uptight. It's supernatural.
2: Back to more John Chuckery. No, no,
0: no, I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 929,
2: The Game. Sports Radio 929, The Game. Back with your John Chuckery show. Live in the Key Studios, Tuesday night with you. Brown Liquor Music Hour, roll right ride long. 404 one zero929. That's both our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line and it is our phone lines. We're opening up our phone lines here to you. You can react and give us your thoughts about what happened today with the Atlanta Braves as, of course, they lost earlier today 7-6 to six to the Philadelphia Phillies. Odyssey app site catches on the go. Social media is at 9-10 on the game. I'm at jmch 316 He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Don't forget, 20 minutes from right now, we got Rankham. So, I got a couple of lists. I had a guy earlier today, like literally like early this afternoon that that – sent me a list on Twitter. and Oh, he was to, like, on it. Yeah, he wanted me to, like, record the audio and send it to him. I'm like, huh, what? I was like, I was what? like go talk to Dylan. Yeah, wet. So, anyway. So, you can hit us up on the phone lines. Dylan's back there. He'll answer the phone as we take a look at this game. Look, series is not over. No reason to panic. Some definite frustrating things. You know, not being able to cash in with runners in scoring position. Leaving the bases loaded twice. In that game, right? So, you know, frustrating that the Braves couldn't close it out. But, you know, look, five days off, maybe a little bit of rust. Freed certainly didn't look like himself. Now you come back with a 21-game winner. And I know they're going to have their aces and all that kind of stuff. But the runners in scoring position thing was the frustrating part. Olsen hits the three-run bomb to make it 7-6. to six. Dansby and Ronnie had four hits combined in the game. Dansby did not play well at the plate. He was one for five and scored a run, but he had four strikeouts. At one point, he was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. That's the golden sombrero in in baseball terms. Um, You know, you didn't get a whole lot at the bottom of your order. Darno had the big day, two for five, drove in three runs. Had the solo homer, then drove in a couple of runs later on in that game. He was two for five with a run and three RBI. Hit the home run in that game, but you got nothing out of Arcia, Harris, Grossman, Von Grissom. I didn't really understand why Von Grissom hit, because Robbie Grossman hits 320 against left-handed pitching. That's his big thing, is he hits that. And I was even more surprised that Grissom didn't go out to left field because, well, hell, you all told me that he was going out to play out left field, right? Oh, he didn't go out and play left field. Oh, he just pinch hit, and then Rosario went out and played left, and Azuna played. Left after that? Oh, okay. I thought y'all told me he was going to play left field. But anyway, so you recoup and recover, and you got Kyle Wright tomorrow. Now, what's going to be fascinating is the Spencer Strider. So, who obviously signed the big contract, right? Seventy-five million dollars with a chance to make more with the option year and everything like that. But you don't know what his status is as far as if it's Game Three or Game Four. He is going to start in this series. You know, I, I agree with Bob Nightingale. You don't put him on the roster if he isn't going to start. Even if that means he's an opener or whatever they call those things, right? Where you bring him out for three or four innings to start the game and see how he goes from there. If he goes three or four innings and he feels good, he'd probably keep staying in there. But remember, he's 4-0 with a 127 ERA against the Phillies this year. In five games, five now, Strider is 4-0 in four starts. With a 127 ERA against the Phillies. In five starts against the Phillies, uh Morton is 0-1 with a 547 ERA. And if you put him in that ballpark in Philadelphia, that's a bandbox out there. I don't like that. I don't like the idea of that. So I hope Strider goes in game three. We win on, you know, win tomorrow, and then, you know, come Friday, he's ready to rock and roll, right? And get him going for game three. But that will be what's fascinating because certainly it's a difference in success against the Phillies when you talk about Charlie Morton and you talk about Spencer Strider out there. Look, uh, Braves were consistently getting guys on base. That's a good sign, right? They got nine hits in the game, but it's the leaving runners on base. They left nine men on base, and they left the bases loaded twice. You can't do that in playoff baseball. I mean, you can't. Now, the good news again, too, is the Braves lost game one last year, albeit that was on the road in a you know, two-to-one fashion. Morton pitched really well, and they just kind of lost it, you know, low-scoring game. But I don't think that Milwaukee team was very – well, no, let me take it back. I know that Milwaukee team was not very good. This Phillies team is, is better. And when you think about the fact that they got nothing out of Schwarber at the very top of their order – And they got nothing out of Hoskins. Those two guys were one for ten combined. But Harper did his job. He had three hits in the game scored. Castellanos, he had three hits and drove in three runs. Bomb, uh, boom, bame, bomb, beep, bop, boop, whatever. He had a hit and two uh, driven in. So, you know, look. They had 12 hits on the day. Freed wasn't sharp. You know, he just he couldn't get anything going in that game. Chavez was okay. You know, Lee and McHugh and Stevens came in and did what they've done all year long. He got four and a third inning out of those guys, and they gave up two hits and no runs. They did their job. And Chavez's run was the difference in the game, right? Because Freed only pitched three and a third inning. He took the loss, but he only pitched three and a third inning. And that Chavez, Chavez gave up a couple of hits, and he got tagged with one run, but one of those runs he gave up was an inherited run that that was on base when when he came in so just frustrating more than anything series is not over you know no reason to get no reason to get too upset about it i'm not i mean you know it, it sort of is what it is you, you feel like that You feel like that the Braves got down by too much early you give him credit for rallying right you give them credit for hanging tough and and, and staying in there or what have you Braves are the better team there's a reason why they were 11 and 8 against the Phillies this year. Braves also outscored them before today. The Braves outscored them, I think it was 38 to 31 at Truist Park. So, I expect the Braves to bounce back tomorrow. You just have to cash in. I mean, that's what it comes down to is when you get bases loaded, you got to cash in in this sport in in playoff baseball. What do we talk about? Base runners and putting pressure on defense. This is going to be the other thing too that I think is going to be interesting in this series. Braves didn't have a steal today. So, Ronnie, Dansby, Harris, nobody that got on, you know, anybody that got on, they didn't have a stolen base today. Now, Rio Muto is definitely not just – he's not just one of the best offensive catchers in the league, but he's one of the better defensive catchers in the game of baseball. I'm going to be curious because one of the things that the Braves do is they use their speed against teams. They use their speed – especially when it comes to taking an extra base, scoring from first on a double, right? They're aggressive on the base, path, base paths by nature. Will they try to run on Rio Muto? Will they try to run on him and try to create something on the base paths against them? I hope they do. Listen, you, you, you may get thrown out a time or two, but I want to see them keep their identity, and that is being aggressive on the base paths. I thought the Phillies at times were a little bit aggressive as far as they challenged Michael Harris a couple of times in throwing home today. You know, for what Michael Harris has been, which I think he's going to win the gold glove in center field, they challenged him today. They made him have to go make plays. You have to do that in playoff baseball. You have to make the other guy go make a play. I'll still say the best postseason defensive play I've ever seen in my lifetime was that Jeter flip to home where he intercepts that ball – in Oakland, flips it to the catcher. I think it was Posada. And Posada tags out, who was it? It was Jeremy Giambi. Not Jason Giambi, Jeremy Giambi that he tagged out. That, to me, is still the best defensive play I've seen in the postseason. That's, you know, you got to make the other team make a play out of it. And I think Philly tried to make the Braves make a play. Now, maybe that will come back and bite them. Hopefully it will. But I want to see the Braves... If they get a guy on, a Dansby or a Ronnie or a Michael Harris on, man on first and nobody's on second in front of them, want to see them try to steal a base or two. Stay with what got you here, right? I know Rio Muto's good, but I don't know if I'm going to put Rio Muto in the Carlton Fisk, Johnny Bench, Benito Santiago category of throwing guys out or anything like that, but he is a very good catcher out of all of it, but most importantly is you got to take advantage of your situations when when you get guys on base. Can't go 2 for 9, can't strand a whole bunch of runners, can't leave the bases loaded multiple times. That's not winning formula for playoff baseball. And we'll see what will be interesting too is are the Phillies sort of just glad to get a victory in Atlanta and then head back to Philadelphia because remember, this is best 3 out of 5. So do they feel like okay, we did what we needed to do. We needed to split in Atlanta. We needed to get at least a victory here. We got it. Let's see if they have any kind of I don't know what the term is, fat cat syndrome or complacency. How about that? Let's use that word. Do they have any complacency in what they did today? Cause I'll give Philadelphia credit. That's a good win for Philadelphia today. And especially that they know they got Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola ready to go now. Now you gotta get to now you got your aces. They don't have Who's was that guy today? Ruben Sanchez or?
3: Ranger Suarez. All
2: right. You know, whatever. Ranger Rick. Lone Ranger. Whatever <laughs> it was. Ruben Sandwich. You know, whatever it was. But, I mean, you know, now you know you got your aces. And, by the way, Zach Wheeler pitched good against the Braves this year. He was, I think, 2-0 and with a, uh, like, two, 2-0, two and I think, with a 2.8 ERA or something like that. And, you know, he's going to strike out a whole bunch of guys. Nola's been a little bit of a mixed bag, but. You know, Aaron Nola's had some success in his life against the Atlanta Braves, so this gonna be a fascinating series. And the Braves got to get it on track tomorrow. Got to figure out a way to win by hook or by crook. I'm not worried about bunting guys around and this and the other. You just take advantage of when you got bases loaded. You bring, you drive guys in in those situations. You'll be fine. I'm not worried about bunting and sacrificing and all that kind of stuff. All the other nonsense that we were watching out there. The only reason Harper got a sacrifice today is because he was trying to bunt for a base hit by beating the shift, and he ended up just doinking it around, and he ended up getting a sacrifice out of it. He was trying to bunt for a base hit. Even the announcers were talking about that. Yeah, he was trying to dribble one down against the shift because he'd been having some struggles. So I'm not giving him credit for a sacrifice. You just got to score when the opportunity is there. Braves were getting plenty of base runners on. By the way, the Braves drew seven walks in that game. So besides the nine hits that they got in the game today, they drew seven walks. Yes, they did strike out a dozen times, which that's what the Braves' identity is. Welcome to modern day baseball, right? You hope you can, you know, you hope you can hit a few homers mixed in. You know, if you can keep less than about a four to one ratio of strikeouts to home runs, you feel like you're in pretty good shape. So We'll see what uh, what happens uh, from there, but obviously they'll get back at it uh, tomorrow. Hey, Kenny Maine is back with season two of his podcast. Hey, Maine, uh, season two kicks off Thursday with two of his former colleagues, Dan Patrick, Keith Oberman. Download the let's let's say it together, Dylan. Download the Hey, hey Maine Main for free on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast from. By the way, too, join Sports Radio 9 the game on Saturday, October twenty second, we're going to be celebrating our tenth anniversary. We got a party for our listeners. New Realm Brewing Company in Atlanta. We're going to broadcast live from noon to 5 or 6. 5. Okay, 5. I thought I was on at 5. I thought it was, I thought it was on from 5 to 6. I think you're on from 4 to 5. Okay. Well, I'm on either way because everybody's on. Yeah. Everybody's doing an hour. So maybe I am on from 4 to 5. I don't know. You're supposedly producing on site. I am. And we've got – who's back here at studio? Who did I see? Uh Garrett. Oh, Garrett's back, okay. Because Dom
3: right. is going to do, like, part of it, and Garrett's going to do the other uh, part of okay. it. Okay,
2: all right. So, we'll have one of our dopey millennials, Dom DeLuise or Garrett or whoever like that. So, all right, when we get back, it's time for Rank'Em. Hit us up, 404-741-0929, at JMCH316, at underscore Dylan Matthews. Chuck Green, the Key Studios. We head to the top of the hour JR Sports Brief. Sports Radio, and that's on the Game app.
0: Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
2: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you John Chuck. We show live in the Key Studios Tuesday night with you. 404 741 That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app, so you catch on the go. Social media at on the game at JMCH 316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. All right, we're going to get to rank him here in just a minute. But first, Dylan, you've got the audio. Have you got it available?
3: Yes, I have, okay. the, I have the audio so, available.
2: So we were talking about somebody was impersonating Dylan on Dukes and Bell for their, what's that thing called, game winner? Yes. Okay, so you said you have the audio that you had out there that, that they copied you from, right? Right. So, so I this ha-
3: first piece of audio is you. It, the first piece of audio is me. This is what we would call the, the reference track. Okay, all right. So here we go. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan Matthews live in the Kia Studios. Bringing you the hometown take. So that's my little intro that I do uh-huh. at the start of every show, okay? So
2: hey everybody. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Anyways, okay. This is the first time he okay. caught up. So this is from last Thursday. This is the first time that virtual Dylan came about.
2: Hello, everybody. This is your virtual Dylan Matthews of the Hometown Take. I'm gonna go with Beavis and Butthead. Go out. I like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now that was the other day.
3: That was last Thursday.
2: That's Thursday. Okay. All and,
3: right. And this was today.
2: Okay.
1: Hello, everybody. It's your boy, Virtual Dylan Matthews again with a hometown take.
2: I'm gonna go with free cheese You know, I'll watch it down with some Heyman man Go, Hawks. I hope he's on the show weekly. Do you remember <laughs> do you remember? Oh god. Maybe it was the game winner. When they had people that would call in and do impersonations of, like, Mark James and people like oh, that. Oh, really?
0: It was oh, hilarious. Wow.
2: I hope that virtual Dylan comes back.
3: I, I, I just they- want to know who it. I, I, I don't care. I, it's funny. I just want to know who it is.
1: Uh,
2: they'll, they'll reveal themselves. Eventually yeah. they'll tweet you or something like that. Yeah. But I hope they, I hope they come back on a regular basis. I, I hope that that's a regular thing. So that's good stuff there. That's good stuff. All right, we used to have a little bit of fun on the weekends, pick Randy's brain, prick Hugh's brain, learn a little bit more about the guys. Used to give these guys an, a list of things to put in order. We decided to steal it, and we called this segment Rank'Em.
3: All right, Chuck, we're going to start with this. Earlier today, you and Ed Lover were talking about the Falcons, and even though the horrible roughing the passer call on Grady Jarrett wasn't the sole reason the Atlanta Falcons lost, right. it was a big part of it. With that, the worst missed call Out of these four, the Grady Jarrett roughing the passer. We're even going to stay on that same day, the Chris Jones roughing the passer. That was Monday, not Sunday. Oh, sorry, yeah. That was right. Monday. The no-PI call on uh, Nickel Roby coleman back – that was the NFC Championship game, right, back in
2: 2018, 2017? Uh, Was that
3: divisional or when he was with the Rams?
2: That was the Rams-Saints. Saints, Saints, yeah. No call. Yeah. That was – that was 2019, right? Because oh, that's the year the Rams won the, the Super
3: Bowl. Bowl yeah, yeah, and it was here in Atlanta. So that that yeah. was
2: 2019. That was the 2019 Rams team.
3: And the last one, the Calvin Johnson no-catch uh, call where they said he didn't catch the ball because he didn't, you know, that's when the whole finishing and the surviving the ground and yes. the landing and all came into that. So, the Grady Jr. roughing the passer, Chris Jones roughing the passer, the no-PI call on Nikhil Roby Coleman or the Calvin Johnson rule? So, I'll go
2: Grady number one still because, yeah. like, it's just ridiculous that you can't sack Tom Brady. I'll go, I'll go with Chris Jones number two because that was awful watching that on Monday night. I'll go with Calvin Johnson three. Okay. And I'll go with the no call on the Saints because F the Saints. That's right. I love it. Yeah, F the Saints. <laughs> F I mean, so Saints. F those guys. So, <laughs> all right, let me get to this one or else i get chastised. So somebody on my Twitter page earlier today, because they asked me, like, if they could have the audio from all this and everything like that. But um, make me famous guy tweeted at me earlier today and gave me. Now, one of the names that he gave me, I don't think was correct. So I manipulated it because I think he gave me four former. You remember the show Deal or No Deal?
3: Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah.
2: Okay, He gave me four girls that were on that show as the whatever they they are. The the models that open up the suitcases. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah. one person he gave me was not the right Twitter handle. But I did find the person who. So he's got Patricia Cara or Cara, Patricia Cara. Okay. Summer Balesa, B-E-L-L-E-S-S-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anchel Joseph, who looks like she dated Jim Carrey at one time. Oh, wow. And then Olga Safari. So, these are all like former. They were on that deal or no deal. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to go, believe it or not, with this Anshel Joseph, number one. She's rather fascinating. Okay. Like,
1: yeah.
2: She looks like she was Jim Carrey's girlfriend or is Jerry Carrey's girlfriend or something. I don't know. There's something about her and Jim Carrey it's got here. Yeah. Anshel Joseph and Jim Carrey dating. I don't know when this is. When is this, by the way? Uh, let's see. This would have been from. Let's just see. Oh, this was from 2011. Oh. <laughs> So, maybe the show was on then or whatever like that. But <laughs> I'm right. going to put her at number one. Okay. She's rather fascinating. I'm going to put this Patricia Cara, number two. She's rather fascinating. I'm going to put Olga, number three. And I'm going to put Summer, number four, because I'm not a redhead guy. I hate to say it that way.
3: You don't like, you don't like uh, redheads? Yeah, not a big uh, redhead guy.
2: Okay. Um, from the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line, which of these ladies in compression pants? Nicki Minaj, Cardi B? Kim K, or I'm going to shorten his list because he had five people, J-Lo. I'm going to go J-Lo number one. I'm going
3: to say the only real one out of that list, I mean, you know, it's no nothing against BBLs, but the only real one in that list is J-Lo.
2: Yeah. So J-Lo goes one. I'm going to do, believe it or not, Cardi B number two. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm going to go Kim K three. Yeah. Because I just like Kim K in general. Right. And Nicki Minaj number four.
3: At this point, Nicki Minaj looks a little too fake to me.
2: Yeah, it's. It's uh, here. Oh, by the way, uh, let me give a shout out, um, James, because he finally gave me his name. Uh huh. James, remember that I told you? Will anybody guess that reference? Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. wrap it up. I'll right. take it. Okay, <laughs> he had guessed it correctly. That shout is the James. fabulous Thunderbirds. Oh. With the, they had a song called Wrap It Up. So the okay. fun, fabulous Thunderbirds' most famous song was Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. Ain't that tough enough? do 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 do. So you never heard of that song. I mean, you're Definitely looking at me like not. i got three heads. Yeah. So, but James uh, got it. So good job, James. So bucket of pride to James for knowing the fabulous Thunderbirds wrap it up song reference out there.
3: Don't spend it all in one place, James.
2: Exactly. From our buddy Rusty on the text line, WWE ladies, Eve Torres, Rosa Mendez, uh, Layla L., or Jillian Hall. I'm going Eve Torres, number one. I will go Jillian Hall, number two. I will go Layla L., number three, and I'll go Rosa Mendez, number four.
3: All right. I want to make sure we get to this one. Uh, a couple I want to make sure we get to. But what movie will be worse? Have you, first of all, have you seen the trailer or, you know, some snapshots of these movies? Number one is Violet Night, the, the, the Santa Claus one.
2: I have seen the previews of, of Violent Night. Okay. Yes.
3: What about the mean one? Have you heard of that one? The mean one. I'm gonna tell you, they are making. Obviously, you know who the Grinch is. Yes, they are turning the Grinch into a killer. It's well, gonna be a horror slasher movie. They
2: did that to Winnie the Pooh,
3: and that's on the list too. Okay, yeah,
2: when I saw the Winnie the Pooh one. They made him a murderer. Uh huh. They're they making the Grinch murderer. a freaking murderer. Yeah.
3: So, out of these movies, which one do you think will be worse? Violet Knight, The Mean One, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Or the second Avatar movie that's coming out?
2: Uh, The second Avatar movie. I know you were going to put that one first. Yeah, because the Avatar's (laughs) awful. Um, Winnie the Pooh will go second, because that's all. I've seen That's terrible. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Why would you? That's people's childhood. I know. It's ridiculous. And then third would be the. what what's the other one besides Violent Night? The mean one. The mean one. That's because terrible the, too. The Violent Night?
3: It actually looks like it's not. It actually looks like it it's could gonna be good. good. Yeah. Like The Violent Night gonna,
2: actually looks good like, because I was
3: against it at first, but now it actually looks good after I I've seen the previews. But I think he's
2: a good guy because I think Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he is. Yeah, he is yeah. going to be a good guy. He's like going to save Christmas, to yeah. wear the kid or whatever like See, that. at first I thought they were going
3: to make Santa some drunken deadbeat, but they're actually going to make him like yes, a, a, a solid yes, person.
2: Because oh man, I'm trying to remember who the guy that plays the guy that plays Santa? Santa in that
3: he's the he's the dude that plays um uh, the 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 guy on Stranger Things I forget his name but he's the, he's I, the same. I
2: I know his face I can't remember yeah. who it is but yeah I'll but pull it up. uh yeah um I'll have to look at his face but um uh, yeah I I actually think that Violent Night movie could actually be fairly entertaining David Harbor yes David okay. Harbor he plays Jim so, Hopper
3: on Stranger Things well
2: he's been in a whole bunch of things oh like, yeah he's like, been like, a yeah, lot he's been in a whole lot of mo- he was in a James Bond movie, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. He was in that god awful, um, another way to die was no, what was that movie called? Um well he was in Black Widow. Oh, that's right. He Black was. Widow. I forgot he was
3: in Black Widow. Good he's,
2: call, yeah. Um, he was in Hellboy, I know that.
1: Yeah, he oh, was Hellboy. What's
2: the James Bond movie that he's in? Um uh, Quantum of Solace. Okay, he's in, he's in that movie. Okay, Quantum of Solace, which is an all, which is the worst James Bond movie of all time. <laughs> so he's been in a whole bunch of things, but that Violent Night actually looks pretty. Yeah, good. it actually. Now that
3: I've I was I was dumping on it, poo pooing on it, but now that I've seen the previews, I think it actually won't be
2: bad. All right, from our buddy Matt Ryan, real quick. Let me grab uh, mm-hmm. teams that did not make the Fall Classic. The Oakland A's, when they had the big three of Zito, Mulder, and Hudson, mm-hmm. the Sabathia, Sizemore Indians. Jim Leland's Tigers, although they did they did they didn't win the fall class, but they yeah did they get they, there. they got there yeah because mm-hmm. that was Maggie Ordonez and those guys yeah um or the uh, the Rangers teams the Ron Washington twenty ten and eleven mm-hmm. Rangers teams right that was yeah. Ron Washington that managed both yeah those teams. yeah give me those Rangers teams those Rangers teams were pretty good with Josh Hamilton and those yep. guys give me those guys give me give me Zito Mulder Hudson because that was Giambi Tejada, right. all those guys give me that number two. Give me Sabathia and Sizemore. Those were some pretty good teams uh, for the Indians that just could not get over the hump. And then uh, give me the Tigers, number four on that list.
3: Okay. Uh, I want to make sure I got two more that I quickly, quickly okay. want to do. All right. Best, you you and um, Ed Lover, yes. who was known on MTV, um, you guys were talking about MTV and what it used to be. So best old MTV shows, MTV Unplugged, Making the Video,
2: TRL, or MTV Cribs? Rank them. All right. Unplugged number one. There were some great concerts on that. Um give me uh what'd you say, Cribs?
3: Yeah, MTV Cribs making the video in TRL.
2: TRL number
3: two,
2: mm-hmm. um, cribs three, and what was the final one? Making the-, the video. Yeah, now no.
3: <laughs> okay. Stupid. Last one, and this is in honor of our virtual virtual Dylan. Who would you rather do a show with? The hometown take, who is yours truly? Yep. A B T L, the other side of the glass, which is Bo Morgan, aka Squid Billy, and Chris Thomas, mm-hmm. aka Turtle, or the dopey millennials who uh, got their name from you. All
2: right, give me give me Chris and Bo because Bo and I could probably really like tear up yeah. the radio. You give me would. that number one. Uh-huh. Um, you and I should do a show together, so I'll go. I'll go. You and I, number two. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me have me and Abe, because we'll you argue the Abe whole time. You and Abe would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, we'll argue the whole time. And then the Dopey Millennials, because I'll <laughs> feel like the third wheel on that show. Like, I'll be the third wheel. Like, I'll be their dad. <laughs> you will be, be their dad. Yeah, that's what it'll be. Like, I'll be their dad. Like, those will be my two sons. Like they should call that show. Like, if I come on that show, uh-huh. that show should be called My Two Sons. <laughs> <You're> right? Because <laughs> that's what that would be. My yeah. Two Sons. And
3: you'll be teaching them stuff yeah, on the air.
2: Exactly. Like, I'll probably knock their heads together, is probably what I would do. So, that's ranking for a Tuesday. Wrapping it up with the Love TKO next. Chuck Green, the Key Studio. Sports Radio down to the game. Odyssey.com. Yeah. Sports Radio, 929 The Game. We're wrapping things up on the John Chuckery Show. We always do it with the Love TKO. Sports brief coming up next for your listening pleasure. We'll set the schedule up for the rest of the week here in just a second. Before we get out of here, though, here's a chance to listen to what is the greatest opening lyric in all of music history.
0: Looking back, boy, my years, I guess
2: I all right, so no show tomorrow. We got Hawks basketball. No show on Thursday. We got Thursday night football. No show on Friday. We've got the high school scoreboard football show. Saturday, I'll be back with you. We got college football game time. So that'll be a good time coming up this weekend because we got a huge day of college football. And then Hugh Douglas and I will be live from the smooth lot on Northside Drive Sunday because the Falcons are back home taking on the 49ers. So uh, I will catch you back on Saturday. By the way, very quick, I know we got to get out of here. Did you see that they stopped production on Blade here in Atlanta? And they're pushing all these dates really? back now. Yeah, wow. they just announced like six of these movies are all getting pushed back. Like Blade's gonna be sometime in 2024 now.
3: Jeez.
2: Yeah, like the whole bunch of Marvel movies all got pushed back that today. That sucks. And they stopped on they stopped the production on Blade right now here because that's here in Atlanta that it's good nice. going on. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, now you gotta wait like six more years to see any of your Marvel movies right. or anything like that. So, all right, JR Sports Brief coming up next for Dylan is Chuckery. We'll see you. Bye.